by split decision. Alright lads, welcome to another episode of Split Decision UK. We're coming up fresh in our. This is episode 42, we're here to talk about MMA, UFC, we're UK based, we've got to focus on that. A couple of fans with the everyman's view on the world of MMA. My name's Joe, as always, I'm joined by my co-host Matt on this rather warm Monday evening. Matt, how you doing? I'm sweating mate, how are you? Yes, I feel like I'm in an actual sweat box, if, if there is such a thing. You wearing a top? I am, I take it you're not. Oh, absolutely not. Shirtless, no. eh? Shirtless. I've still got my shorts on, lucky for you, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's too hot for me. I'm oh, too old for this nonsense. Madness. My window's shut. We shall probably have to crack on, Joe, but before we get going, how was your bank holiday weekend? Pretty good, pretty good, yeah. Um, what did I do? Got a tyre fitted on my car on Saturday. How's it exciting? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, in rock and roll yeah. all day long. And then it was uh, it was my aunt's 50th birthday. I think we mentioned it last week, so we, we went and stayed in a, a little spa hotel last night. got back today. So nice. Was, yeah, it was nice. It was free free food and drink for me all day, so you can't go wrong, really. Did you get a bit tipsy? I did, yeah. Got a little, yeah, quite a bit. Good man, good man. <laughs> what about you? You've been up to much? I saw the Spurs had a good result. Yeah, nice little home defeat yesterday to yeah. probably one of the worst teams in the league. And um, that was shit. I watched that hungover. I was all day Saturday. Just having beers on the park for someone's birthday, Friday, and some beers at the flat. So it's been a quite a hefty weekend. So <laughs> I have taken the, this today, Bank Holiday Monday, off, and I'm, I'm trying to get back on the health train. Yeah, don't Eat blame Spinach, yeah? Yeah, trying to get some vitamins into me. Taking that Popeye route. Exactly, man. You get tonked like Popeye. <laughs> but yeah, too hot. Should we crack on with the fights? Yeah, we're going to have to run for it because I, I feel like I might die if I sit here for too long. I say crack on with the fights, the sort of few fights there's been or upcoming. So it's quite, it. a, it's quite a sort of thin weekend with regards to the card of name, power, I suppose you could call it. Um, where is it, Joe? UFC Shanghai? Uh, it's Shenzhen. Shenzhen? Yes. China, somewhere. So what's going down on this card then? So, uh, I mean, there's, it's, it's, it looks like a decent card. Obviously, you've got a lot of Chinese-based uh, fighters, Asian fighters on there. I think, to be honest, we might as well just cover the top two. I think that's the only one that we can really get through in detail. So, I guess main event, it is quite a big main event. It's a title fight. There's the strawweight belt on the line for the females. Jessica Andrade, who, of course, only, yeah, I guess, fairly recently, what was it, a few months ago now, that she won the belt off Rose. She's up against Weili Zhang, who herself, she's only had three fights in the USC. She is Chinese herself, so I guess there's, you know, that that hasn't done her any harm in getting this title shot, but I think it is a decent fight. Wiley Shang has looked promising. You know, she's there on merit as well. She hasn't just sort of bluffed away to this. But uh, Jessica Andrade, the current champ, she goes into it as a one-to-two favourite. Wiley Zhang, six-to-four. She's only, she's only lost once in her career, but I guess this is, this is quite a big step up against Andrade. On the face of it, it's kind of the power and, and the brute force in Andrade up against the more crisp, cleaner striking in Zhang. Is, is that how you see it going at the moment? It's quite difficult for me, to be honest, because I've not seen too much of Zhang. Andrade probably been around a lot longer, certainly in our eyes, watching her in the UFC for many a year. 
decent win over Rose. She was probably losing that fight. I think you would agree in saying yeah, that until yeah, she definitely. slammed her on her head. But Zhang, for what we have seen of her, has looked impressive. Has she fought the level that Andrade's at? Probably not, but she's not been fighting by the same token mugs either. So I think it will be a, a well-contested fight. I'm hoping so, at least anyway. Um, they must put have some sort of stock in her to put her straight into a title fight like this. Like, yes, it is in China. They are looking to crack that market, but... You couldn't just do it if she was shit, could you? Exactly. If she's going to get smashed in front of her own fans, it's not really going to be a good look on So perhaps they see something in us, uh, in her that perhaps we can't. So I'm I'm looking forward to that fight. I think it should be entertaining and always, always do like watching the strawweights fight and um, these up and coming Chinese fighters who we're not aware of as much over here. It'd be good to see some stars break out. Yeah, definitely. And I think at the moment we're a week out on, I'm leaning towards Yang at the moment. I think we, right. yeah, I think it, it might be a little bit similar to how Rose, obviously Rose lost, didn't she? So it's all well and good saying it, but if you look at how Rose controlled that fight on the feet leading up to the KO, I, I'm kind of looking to see that out of Zhang as well this weekend. Well, six, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. I, mean, I was just yeah six to four un- underdog as well, so I think that's not a bad little bet to be honest. Do we know when this fight is? It's normally at a funny old time. It's normally like 11 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Do we know this, Joe? I can have a quick Put you on the spot there, but yeah. if you don't mind. One second. When is it? You are correct, Matthew. It's on. So it is on Saturday. The prelims start. You ready? 9 a.m. And then you. Oh got, yes. Got the main card schedule start at 11 a.m. So a nice bit of breakfast viewing there. It's decent, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I do like. I think it's I'm actually. Yeah, I'm going West Ham that day, so I probably won't even be able to watch them live, but get back and stick them on. It's not bad either. Yeah, you sort of get it on catch-up, you'll be all right. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, that's, can't argue with that. Get up in the morning, a few uh, violent fights to watch that's with it. your coffee and your breakfast. Yeah. So, the, uh, mentioning violent fights. So what, what's your early prediction of that then, Joe? What's your early prediction of that one? You're saying Zhang, what's you going to do, eke out a decision? Yes, I'm going to go Zhang decision. I don't think she's really shown that she's... A knockout fighter and Andrade probably is, is unlikely to get KO'd. But yeah, I think she'll probably win three or four rounds. Nice bit of work on the feet. Um, and it'll just be a case of Andrade ball rushing away in, I, I guess. That's, that's, yeah, that's kind of how I see it going at the moment. It's a little bit of a slight shot in the dark, should we call it that? Because Wadey Zhang has fought three times in the UFC. So, you know, that's not a lot, obviously. But yeah, I'm going with Zhang, decision, 3 2 4 1. Just doing enough to pick up, pick up the rounds on the points. I'd say. Making a decent prediction there, Joe. We've seen Andrade struggle against crisp technical strikers. You look at Rose. Yes, she did beat her, but she was getting pieced up quite handily before she got the knockout. And against uh, Joanna, she got absolutely taken apart on the feet. So mm. you might be onto something there. Yeah, that's where I'm going. What what you got at the moment? I don't know, really. Uh, like you, if I did go with Zhang, it would be a bit of a shot in the dark. I don't really think I've seen too much of her. I'd probably go with Andrade to get a, a knockout from behind again, like Rose. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair as well, I think. And obviously, that'd be absolutely quality to see that. Yeah. Okay, so you mentioned violent, violent fights. Are you ready to move on? Because we've got a decent co-main event. I think this is another one we should have a quick look at. Welterweight Division so this is Li Jingliang, another Chinese prospect, 16-5 and five record, beat David Zawada out, uh, last time out, which is a pretty impressive victory. He's up against Zaleski, Ezekiel Zaleski dos Santos, 21-5 and five record. I think he's ranked like 15, 15-14 in that division. He's got some good wins, 
beat Millinder, Strickland, um, Griffin, Lyman Good. So that kind of level, if you know what I mean. So Li Jinglang, maybe he might be a little bit of a step up. He's beat Camacho before. Um, he's lost to Jake Matthews. And they do have a common opponent. Li, Jiang, Li Jingliang lost to Keita Nakamura, who Dos Santos has beaten. So I did a little digging, and that might be a little bit of maths that we could use here. Yeah, it does sound reading off those names, because we know Dos Santos is in, on quite of a run at the minute. He is, yeah. Very this much might be so. a bit of a step up for Liang. I've not seen too much of him, though, Joe, to be honest. No, Chinese I, lad. I've only seen him a, a few times. He, surprisingly, he's been in the UFC for a lot longer than you think. He came through, or I think he... I don't know if he came through or he made his debut on a tough final card. Possibly when Nunes did it. Could be wrong, but 16-5 and five record. He is a 15-8 underdog, 4-11 for Dos Santos. So he's, he's quite short going on enemy enemy territory, as it were. Yeah, you got you got a fancy Dos Santos there for me. Obviously, like I said, I haven't seen too much of the other fella. But based on the body of work... And the run he's on at the minute, um, I'd fancy the Santos all day long there. I think so. But it sounds like it'll be a bit of a barn burner. It'll be a cracking fight, actually. Yeah, they're two very exciting fighters. Li Jingliang is good. He's a striker, mainly. And Dos Santos, you know, we've seen him. He's quite wild as well. So I think, yeah, it'll be an excellent fight, definitely. Potential fight of the night. Uh, unfortunately, not really too many on there that's, that jump out. No, there is, is, there? There is one. Um, Yanan is fighting. She? Yes, <laughs> she is. Yanan Wu is up against Mizuki Inoue, so it's one to keep an eye on. It certainly is. I didn't. I, to be fair, I didn't know Yanan was into it, but I guess why would I know? Ah, the banter, eh? The banter. <laughs> uh, we uh, sort of. I think we've got to cover it in the last show that Mike Grundy was meant to be on this card, but unfortunately has had to pull out. I believe. I don't know too many details, but I was looking forward to that one for quite a while. Uh, unfortunately, dropped off the card, Joe disappointing yeah gutted gutted for him gutted for me you know because we wanted to see it it's been a little while since he had his successful UFC debut hasn't it it's been been a fair few months now and we were kind of wondering obviously we spoke to Mike Grundy a little while ago after that impressive victory and um yeah I mean I I guess I was hoping that he would have got at least a fight in by now I think it's been a a little bit too long Who, who knows there's sure there's plenty of reasons but yeah this was a big opportunity for him I think he was on the prelims again but you know, a chance to get your second win in the USC, a chance to a chance to sort of cement cement your status. And I am I am gutted because, you know, we don't know details like you say, but to to pull out a week before, it must be pretty pretty upsetting for him as well. So I guess we can all we can do is wish him all the best and speedy recover, recovery from whatever the issue is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm sure he'll be back. Like you say, um, to to pull out a week out from the fight must be gutting after all the. Hard graft he's probably put in, uh, and it's a big loss to the card. But I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah, absolutely. So other than that, is, is that it's it? About it, our, isn't it? I think it is for our Shenzhen card. Can't even say it. I'm sure there'll be some absolute belters on there. It's just one of them with names that you or I probably not really heard of, as have most people. But I'm sure there'll be some if you sit down and watch it that will deliver too far. So. Absolutely, absolutely. But. So we had no no UFC this past weekend just gone. Did you want to touch on Bellator? We had a little bit of Bellator and it was kind of a record-setting night. I think there was 15 fights and they had 15 finishes. Just a shame we couldn't see it. <laughs> was it 15 finishes, was it? I think every fight was a finish in some way or another, yeah. What were the standouts then? Well, you got uh, Karatonov. He, he knocked out Trion in the main event. That kind of 
is what it is. I think. I don't know. Mitrione kind of yeah, he, he showed a lot of promise, didn't he? But he's he's been a little bit underwhelming in recent times for me. Yeah, I, I personally think he's pretty overrated and has been for a while. Um, I think he's his athleticism is quite overrated as well. Mm. I don't I think this is just from listening to Brendan Sharp. I think he seems to overrate him quite heavily. But it just shows he always loses the bigger fights. So, yeah, it is what it is. He's a, he's a decent fighter, much like a lot of the heavyweights in the Bellator division. Um, but a lot of them are just old now. And it's uh, Karatonov as well. I mean, how far can they actually go? You've got Bader fighting Jack Congo, of all people, for a heavyweight title. Yeah, yeah saw that. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, that division, mate. We've got another bit of fight news in the same division. We'll get to a bit later. I don't know. It's just a bit of meh for me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree, I agree, and um, it was a main event, wasn't it, Mit- Mitrion Karatanov, and it's heavyweights, I guess that's the allure, but no, I think meh is probably a good description. Yeah, yeah. what else is there? So, someone who's carving out a name for himself uh, in the MMA world, he, I don't know how, how you would describe, he's not, it's not a, it's not a sham, if you know what I mean, it's not kind of, he's getting credit for no reason, for credit's sake. He's a very, very talented fighter in his own right. And that is Nick Newell, who we know he's only got he's only got one one full arm. I think it's his left arm, possibly I might be wrong. It's uh, he was born without uh, a forearm essentially from the elbow down. He made his Bellator debut at the weekend and he got a first round arm triangle submission. And it, it just almost defies logic. I haven't actually seen it, Joe, so um do you want to talk through the finish? Yeah, so was, I can paint a, a picture in my mind's eye. Yeah, it was a arm triangle. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> no, it was a yeah, top top uh, top pressure. Move move through the positions, sunk in the arm triangle, and uh, just trying to think what side his arm was on. His sort of shorter arm. I believe he wraps with the long arm, and then the kind of short arm. It, I think I've heard him talk about, it and, and some people, it's almost a like a benefit in some sense because he can grab his own arm. Sort of above yeah. the above the elbow to lock it in, but then when you go and try and grab that arm to release the grip, there's there's literally nothing there, so you can't actually yeah. you can't actually get it to pull it away. So, I mean, it, no one's going to come out and say it's an advantage, are they? But in that situation or certain situations, I believe it has certain benefits. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he, that has been alluded to before. That it is a uh, Obviously, while he's at a massive disadvantage, he does have that uh, sort of in his locker. So I, I think fair play to him personally. I think I'm more pleased for him. He's finally got a, a win on one of the so-called sort of bigger shows there in Bellator. Obviously, missed his chance with the UFC on the Contender Series. But no, I'm well pleased for him. I'm not sure who he was fighting or what level it was, whether it's just a showcase for him to get the win. But a win's a win at the end of the day. Yeah, 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 definitely. Do we know who's fighting? No, I'm not sure about the quality. I mean, I'm not the... I don't know tons about Bellator fighters, if I'm honest. They seem to... Sometimes yeah. it's some bloke who's just turned up, essentially, and then other times they've got genuine prospects. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would imagine it would be a decent level. It'd be, it'd be okay, wouldn't it? But, yeah, it's not. it won't be the biggest <laughs> test, but it's his debut. So, you know, no, no, no reason why it should be, really. 13 siblings, lad. Has he been bought in again? <laughs> Whatever his name was, forget it. Fred, was it Fred Freeman? Fred Fre- I think you've, I think you've pulled it out of the bag yeah. there, Joe. <laughs> Straight out of the dome. But, uh, How could I forget? Yeah, anything else on there apart from Nick Noll? 
Mitrione, Karatonov, anything else? Uh, I mean, you had, you had Comrie Gracie. He got he got a nice submission finish. So go check that out, check that out if you can. Other than that, I was more interested in the bit of boxing that we had at the weekend. I don't know if you saw it. I didn't see it, no, but I kept a keen eye on the, the results as they were piling in. Impressive performance, by all accounts. Yeah, so Anthony Yard up against uh, Sergei Kovalev, who Kovalev's like been, been around forever. He's, he's, a, he's a bit of a legend. I think he's only lost three times up against Yard, who's never lost. But this is his biggest, biggest fight to date. Huge opportunity. Everyone kind of wrote him off, really. I did hear that he doesn't even spar. Yard doesn't bother with sparring, but... He actually did really quite well, especially when you think about his age and his experience and his level, and then compare that to Kovalev again. It's it's huge, but he done well. He done well, and he almost won it. I think it, I think it was the eighth round. I mean, first of all, Kovalev won most rounds. He's a more seasoned boxer, so that's how he did it. But in the eighth round, uh, Yard wobbled him badly, and he was he was close to finishing it. And it maybe you know if he could have got that that extra combination in, the fight could have been over then. I was sitting there thinking, Jesus, he might have just pulled this down if he was like seven rounds down, some people could argue, and in the eighth round, you think he was going to do it. But unfortunately, or unfortunately for Yard, Kovalev hung in there, used his experience and his nous, and he, he managed to get the decision, comfortable decision win in the end. But fair play to Anthony Yard. He took a lot of stick, but to go out there and take take that opportunity against, a, you know, essentially on paper, a hugely kind of overmatched opponent, yeah, all, all credit to him, and I think he'll be back. Uh, definitely, he's got tremendous power. And um, yeah, I think the future's still bright, and I think I think times are changing. I don't think a loss in boxing necessarily means as much as it always did. So I don't think it's going to hold him back too much. Yeah, especially when you've got the experience disparity as there is here. Clearly, as someone who's more seasoned champion against someone probably a little bit more green, and to come out, yes, he lost, but with flying colours almost, if that's even a thing you can do. No, I know. What you mean, uh, yeah. Most people's eyes, um, he's probably gained a lot more respect and uh, fans from his performance. No, I was I was very impressed. And as I say, it's one of those things. You don't get the job done on the night. You go back and you learn. And I think it'll do him the world of good going forward. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Oh, so, what should we do then? Like we say, we've got nothing to preview. So what should we do? Just have a little general chit-chat about the world of MMA. We've got a little bit of news that we can uh, yeah, have a chinwag over. Yeah, we've pinpointed a few bits of news. And it is only a bit, really. And it's quite quiet on the Western Front. What, what have you got there, Joe? Throw something at me, and we'll get we'll kickstart something. So, did you want to start with a, the huge signing for Bellator that they've made coming out of the UK last week? This come out of absolute nowhere for me. <laughs> I, what, thought, I thought I it was thought, a DJ. I I looked um, for a second at my phone, so thinking it was like an April Fool's. I had to check the date. I thought it's one of them <laughs> silly little mock-ups. But James Haskell, if you haven't heard, former England rugby player, former WASP, Northampton, retired now, of course, is signed with Bellator in a heavyweight division. What a mad world we live in. Yeah. I mean, Start. What, 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 what's the thing in here? Does he just fancy it? Is that it? Fancy, well, fancy's a fight? Well, I think, I think he's retired early-ish as far as rugby players go. He's had a lot of injury problems. Quite well documented ones. I think it's ankle and toes. About. Right. But I don't think it's anything like a knee injury or hip or back or anything like that. So it's his ankle and his toes. So he's obviously able to compete. He's probably getting a that sort of uh, I don't know that will to come back. He's missing that competitive edge. Yes, he's a DJ Joe. Mm, but, um, that's what I thought. No real competitiveness in that, is there? So the athlete in him, when you've been doing it for that long. 
you must get the bug and if you've been out of the game for a little while. So this this must be it. I know he's a big fan. He used to do the BT sort of magazine shows back in the day with Brad Pickett, Luke Barnett, where they'll do sort of like teaching the basics and sort of doing demonstrations and things like that. He used to present them. So I know he's a big fan. I think he'll do all right, to be honest. I think I I might be mental. I do. I think think they probably will be favourable to him. We kind of touched on it earlier. But, you know, there's there's no way they can chuck him in with a... 34 and, and 10 like record heavyweight who's been fighting for years it's going to be some Fred Freeman bloke but I reckon a couple of people are going to be in for a pretty nasty night because James Haskell is a top top world class level international rugby player and obviously it's a different sport but the skills the technical skills the mental skills the physical skills particularly something like rugby it's very transferable I think so yeah, I, re- I reckon a couple of people are going to be in for a nasty surprise, definitely. I think you're right that he's got transferable skills. I think if you're going to pick any sport that isn't a combat sport to have as your background, I'd, I'd pick rugby all day long. You look at American footballers who come over and how successful they are in the sport. I think when you look at uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, he's a rugby player. I, I think he's perfect. He's six foot four, Joe, and he's an absolute lump. He is. So he is. I have no idea what his striking is going to be like. But he can, you can guarantee he's going to be out of wrestle, yeah. So I, I think he'll do all right, to be honest. Is he going to be a world champion? No, <laughs> but but yeah, you just never know with these things, though. So he might take like it's like a duck to water. But then you get on the other side of these footballers when they retire, they want to they want to dip into boxing and stuff, and it don't quite go as well for them. You look at Rio Ferdinand; he wanted to try it once, didn't he? He did. Uh, yeah. Did get did get a license? <laughs> um, yeah, Freddie Flintoff. If we all remember that. Yeah, he, had, he actually had a fight, didn't he? He had a fight, yeah. Got beat. I think he won. Did he? I thought Against I saw some absolute slice, yeah. I thought I remember seeing Flintoff get floored, but I might be wrong. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to do a bit of digging on that, <laughs> yeah. Joe. Uh, Wayne Bridge beat Spencer Matthews from Made in Chelsea yeah. in a charity match. So. I watched that one, actually. Wayne Bridge just beat he was the shit right. out of him. Yeah, no, he was really good. Yeah, Spencer Matthews just fucked. All them weirdly taking. But back to the point, I think I can understand why you, uh, Bellator are doing it for a start. It's not unusual for him, let's be honest. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. You look at Aaron, uh, Aaron Chalmers. Yeah, that's you it. Look at, uh, Jack Swagger, uh, Jake Hager, actually, I think his name is. No, no, no. This is what Jack they Swagger. do. They get the celebrities in, but and it's not unusual for them to get um, debutants have fights. Celebrity or not, they have debutants on there. You have O and O versus one and O all the time on Bellator. So it's not like the UFC bucking the trend, bringing in CM Punk, making his debut sort of job. Bellator bringing people for their debuts all the time. Mm, so yes. they could sort of fall back on that just generally. But to, for, he's got like 300,000 Instagram followers. I know it's silly talking about stuff like that, but it's it's a big part to play in the business model these days. And he's going to bring eyes to it. He's going to bring the rugby fans over. He's going to bring his DJ fans over or whatever it is. It's just going to be transcending. I think he's a much bigger star than Aaron Chalmers, and he's bought eyes. So I'm I'm all for it. I never thought I would be. I think it's just come out of the blue, but I think he'll do all right. No, absolutely, and I wish him all the best as well. Yeah, boy. I think he's a legend as well. He is, yeah. He does seem like a good bloke, doesn't he? So Proper funny bloke. So looking forward to seeing him and maybe get down there and watch him live. So I think I think that's pretty much it in in terms of the the news I guess you could call it. But we do have fight announcements. So do you want to run through a, a few of these and we can see what we make of them? I guess we have got some kind of 
We've got some older heads. We've got some title challengers. We've got some... We've got a Brit. We've got some returning legends. Where do you want to start? Who are these returning legends, then? So you've got Matt Brown against Ben Saunders. I think we like this one. Matt Brown hasn't fought for a little while. The Immortal. Yeah, when's the last, when's the last fight? Was it Diego Sanchez? Must be a couple of years ago yeah. now. He knocked out with that horrific elbow. Yeah, great to see Matt Brown back. I didn't realise he was still active, if I'm honest. Such is his absence and how long he's been out. Ben Saunders always brings it. I think this will be a war. I think it's going to be a stand-up war. I think it's going to be brilliant. I think it's going to be knees and elbows all over the place. I love to see Matt Brown get the win. I love both guys, but I love Matt Brown more. <laughs> no, I, think, I think I'll have to agree with it. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. Yeah, echo everything you said. Cracking fight. Be a war. Be tons of... Excuse me, there'll be tons of blood. I Yeah, I think Matt Brown will come out of it. Hopefully he does. Yeah, I'd like to see that as well. What else we got? We've got Durandamy. Got mm. a shot, didn't she, Joe? She has. She's got a shot. And I think, to be honest, she had a, she's had her issues in the past. Call it what you want. But probably deserves it, I think. I think she's the best challenger to Nunes. And I think it's a decent fight. Look at Durandamy. She's big. She's got cracking striking. She's probably... Probably more a more seasoned striker than Nunes, if you like. I think Nunes obviously hits hard nowadays, doesn't she? But I think this is probably the best fight you could make there. Um, it's still difficult to back against Nunes, isn't it? Because she beats Cyborg. So once you, once you do that, it's kind of like, well, you can probably beat pretty much anyone then. But I think I think Durandamy will make this into a good little fight. She probably deserves it, like I say. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. And the minute Cyborg news sort of broke that she weren't going to be signing this was the only fight to make really and probably the only fight left for Nunes that that I can think of at least anyway beating everyone else this is just sort of just adding to her legacy now so I think it's going to be a great fight I think you made a good point in that they're cracking strikers and and also that it's hard to back against Nunes now but I do think Durandamy will take it sort of to a decision at least I think she'll uh, give the all that she gets and I think I don't know. I think she could she could uh, make a fist of it. She could sort of outpoint her. She is probably the more experienced striker in that she's had success in other sports and other combat sports. So you never know. I probably will be back in Nunes, but uh, you can't rule out Duran me. She looked great in the last outing. We've also got a bit of British accent, uh, action as well. The Scotsman, Stevie Ray, he's got a fight booked against Michael Johnson. Um, so this is kind of... You can look at it two ways. I'm thinking it's either very dangerous, as Michael Johnson is, as we know, but it's also winnable, as we've seen from Michael Johnson in the past as well. So I think it's a decent little fight for Stevie Ray. Is this a featherweight? Do we know? Uh, I'm not sure yet. He's been up and down, hasn't he? he Johnson down there. So I don't like him down at 145. He cuts far too much weight. I much prefer him at 155. And I think it's an opportunity for Stevie Ray to capitalise on. He's... He seems to always sort of gas out down there or just not look himself. So I think Stevie Ray, like you said, I think it's a big opportunity to get a big name, big scalp, and get him back on a bit of a little run in the UFC. He's up and down as much as Johnson is. So, But, yeah, good to see him back. It'll be a good fight. So I've got, I've got two left for you. So we've got one more Brit, or we've just got an absolute legend of an old-school match. Which one do you want to go for, with first? We'll stick to the Brits for now, shall we? Yeah, okay. So this is a, a fight announced for the Copenhagen card, which isn't too far away. It's actually lining up to be pretty decent now. Uh, Mark Casey up against Lando Vanessa. She's just like the... You look at the two just very... I don't know if erratic is the, is the right word, but just wild, flu, uh, sort of fluid, 
strikers, creative, and I think this is just an absolutely amazing fight. Probably, yeah, a winnable for Dear Casey. He looked quite impressive, didn't he, in his, his last fight? He seems to have turned a corner a little bit. He's trying to, you know, you, got, you, you kind of have two fighting styles, don't you? You go out and you entertain and you, you do what you do, or you go out there and you look to win fights as a sport, and Dear Casey kind of adapted and looked like that in his last one. Lando Venata, we all know how dangerous he is. He almost beat Tony Ferguson not so long ago, and I just think this is an absolutely amazing fight, and it's going to be in Copenhagen, like I say, so it's going to be on at a decent time. So this is ticking all the boxes for me, this one. Yes, yeah, a cracker. It's winnable. I think you even called it, Joe. I think you, you said after Ducasey got got through his last one in London that this would be a great fight to make, and that they have. I think it's a proper Mortal Kombat fight, it isn't is, it? It's just yeah. pure... Great description. Video game, spinning kicks, a lot of... A lot of insanity, a lot of nonsense going on in there, and it's going to be a quality 15 minutes. I can't wait for that one. Fight of the night already, I'm calling it. Yes, yeah, agreed, agreed. That'll just be brilliant, that will. So I think we saved the best till last. Are you, are you ready for this one? I'm hanging on the edge of my seat. So this is this is going to be a, a Bellator main event. I mean, we've made a few references to Bellator now, so after I've said that, maybe there's something ticking in your head already as to what this might be. But it will be Frank Mir... Up against big country, Roy Nelson. What a throwback this is. Can't wait for it, actually. It's nice to see Bellator put some, a couple of up-and-comers in the main <laughs> yeah. event. Give them a chance. <laughs> exactly. Unbelievable. It's a, it's a decent fight, but I see comments for Caritone or Mitrio. <laughs> I mean, I think this is probably a little bit, this is probably a little bit more, bit name power. I yeah. love Frank Mitt. He's UFC ballsed up letting him go from an analytical point of view he was brilliant when he used to do it on the desk big country's just a legend generally yep definitely we love a derby here don't we gives so, hope to all us fat blokes out there exactly that it's apart from that though can't really see why that's a main event I no. mean is there something that's on the co-main no I'm, I'm, I'm not sure no, I only briefly saw the um, announcement I think it might be Bellator 223 if, if you if anyone gets a chance to have a look, but yeah, I'm not sure. Um, they tend to put like big old school names on he- headline with like an actual proper good fight as the co-main, mm. using the big names to lure in casuals. So and by doing that, they'll see the the good co-main. I'm assuming that's what they'll be doing here. If not, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> can you can you call a winner at this point? I think I don't remember. What, no, Frank Mir lost to. Um, Fedor. Fedor, yeah. And Big Country lost to someone on in his Bellator debut as well, didn't he? Or am I getting that wrong? I think he, I think he lost... Oh, I don't know. Did he lose to Mitrione? So I don't what, know. I'll have a quick look. Yeah, have a look. So he's lost three in a row, actually, Big Country. He, um, well, So he lost to Volkov, didn't he, in the UFC? That was his last fight. Do you remember that one? And then he made his Bellator debut against Yavi Ayala. Won that on decision. And then he lost a Mitrione decision, lost to Karatonov KO in the first round, and lost to Krokop last time out decision. So, hasn't been going great guns for Roy Nelson recently. I, I still find it difficult to back against him against Frank Mir. He is just an absolute hero, and he Roy Nelson. Uh, I, I'll be put. I'd go with Frank Mir to be yeah. honest here. I think he's just better. <laughs> just fair enough. But you never know these these old heavyweights swinging lever. That's it. You never know what's going to happen. Anything could happen. Yeah. When is that? I think it's 2-2-3, Bellator. 
So a few months I'm, away. I'm, I'm like, I might keep an eye out for it. Well, it'll be all over social media either way, won't it? So there's no way we're going to avoid it. Are we going to go out of our ways to watch it? I think that is uh, yet to be decided. Any more news to throw at me, Joe? I mean, obviously, that was, we kept the best will last there. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's all my news. But we do have a little bit of boxing this weekend. I mean, like we are, we, we say we are a MMA-focused show, aren't we? But we've had a couple of boxing stories this week with uh, not too much MMA going on. So did you want to have a look at this one? Yeah, I'm quite excited for it, to be honest. I mean, I'm oh, yeah. no... I'm not a massive boxing fan. I'm certainly not as much as you, but this sort of encapsulates um, the sort of the rise from the Olympics to the the ultimate goal that is the world championship for Luke Campbell. Can he beat one of the best ever? It's a massive task in front of his home crowd. Can he do it, Joe? Well, that's that is the question, isn't it? And I think I think he can. I think he can. I think if you look at some some fights recently that Brits have had against you know the best in the world. They have been quite unfancied. I think Luke Campbell's in a slightly different category. I think he has actually got a realistic chance of winning here. I mean, Lomachenko is, like people say, people say he's the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world. Some of the things you see him do inside that ring are kind of unreal, really. No one else is really doing that. He kind of fights in such a technical way. Obviously, I'm not really doing it much credit. You'd have to go out and ask boxing experts, but Lomachenko is... At the moment, the kind of yeah number one in the world. But Luke Campbell has showed a lot of promise for many, many years. Like you say, he's won the Olympic gold. He's had a couple of setbacks along the way, but I've been following him for quite a while. He's big, he's rangy, he's got good stamina, he hits pretty hard, takes a half-decent punch. I think he's got every chance up against Lomachenko. I mean, obviously, it's kind of safe safe bet. You go with Lomachenko, don't you? Because even, even, even yourself, you say you're not the biggest boxing fan. You know how highly rated Lomachenko is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the odds suggest it. Last time I looked, I think it was 16s on. Really? So, wow. That, that, that tells the story, really. I'll take that everything I just said about him having a chance. Yeah, but... <laughs> you got six of your beliefs, Joe. Yeah, no, 16. I, that's miles away from where I thought it would be. Yeah. Let's double-check that. Oh, no. He's not 16s on. No? No, 20s on. <laughs> Jesus, 20. Well, I reckon, lads, let's all go down to bookies and stick a few quid on Luke Campbell then, because, yeah. yeah nine, like, nine to one, Luke Campbell. Nine to one, not bad. I think this is just me with my casual fans' eyes here, Joe. Mm. Is he such odds on because it's the smaller weights here? Is that playing a massive part into it? There's no chance of really a flash knockout or as much of a chance of a flash knockout as in, say, at the weekend with Anthony Yard? Yeah, I think that, I think that will definitely affect affect the price won't it because you can't really go out offering 20s if you know that the other bloke can finish it with any punch like in round one or whatever you've got to allow for that haven't you so yeah it's a good point actually but perhaps that's just the bookies being a little bit clever if you like I mean, that's what they do they, they're not there to give money away are they so yeah it's probably a decent little shout there and if, if they were a little bit bigger maybe he might be at your, your original price of 16s or, or, or 10s or something like that because like you say punches chance all that kind of good stuff it can happen but Perhaps not at this weight, yeah. Decent shout. But yeah, I'll certainly be buying it. I'll. Is there any others on there, Joe? Yeah, there there, there will be. So we got who we got? We got Huey Fury. Huey Fury. <laughs> He's up against Alexander Povetkin, heavyweight. So that's a two, oh, wow. two two big names there. And then you've got Charlie Edwards, who's the brother of Sonny Edwards. Obviously, he's up against Julio Cesar Martinez. You have got Josh Buatzi. He's up against Ryan Ford. 
So it's, bla- it's basically the whole kind of matchroom roster that they bring out every every week. Joe Cordina, a very impressive Welsh fighter up against Gavin Gwynn. Uh, Savannah Marshall, she hasn't got a fight named by the looks of it yet, but she's scheduled to be on there. She's kind of built up herself a big name. So absolutely. I mean, to be honest, Eddie Hearn, usually when he does his pay-per-views, he, even if you're not the biggest fan of the main event or maybe it's a little bit one-sided, he has got a pretty good roster that he puts on the undercard. So when you do fork out your 20 quid for the cards, you usually get a bit of bang for your buck. Yeah, he gets a lot of shit, but I've got to agree with you. He does sort of pack the card as opposed to making it top heavy. It was just a one-fight card like a lot of the other promotions do. So, yeah, I'll certainly be settling in to watch it Saturday night. All right, my man. So, I think, as we say, it's a nice little brief episode that week, and I think that brings us to a close. I think so. so I can feel sweat dripping down my neck. It's fucking so hot, Joe. I, I need to just get out of this room. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> lads. I'm sorry, everyone. I've, I've got to call it a day. I can't sit here any longer. All right, let's wrap it up, shall we? Yes, so everyone, thank you very much for listening. We are Split Decision UK, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Search for Split Decision UK, you'll find us there. If you can follow, like, five-star, comment, subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff. Got anything you want to say? You think we're talking a load of rubbish? Ping us an email, pod at gmail.com. Other than that, we hope you have a fantastic week. Hopefully it'll cool down ever so slightly. We'll catch you next time. Laters.